Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Adala Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Facebook and Instagram or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's Evangelist Adalis. It is your host with the most. <laughs> Adalis. Uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, good afternoon, wherever you're watching from. Um, we've got the Facebook Live people, maybe YouTube, I'm not sure. But um, this is... We've come back from the hiatus of um, the podcast. Um, and I do apologize for you hearing my spit. It's these mics, they catch everything. <laughs> so anyway, I've entitled this um, The Secret Place because um, this is what, this is where it all stems from. Relief of all kinds. Um, the, the remedy Okay, the remedy for all of life's problems, the secret place. And I know that might sound simple. I didn't want to call this the um, what to do when you're hormonally imbalanced. <laughs> you know, ladies, you feel me? Because I've been through that too, and it stinks, but it's real. That's a real thing. Hormonal imbalances, let me tell you what, they are real. Um, and they can work against you, Jay and Nick. Hormonal imbalances, they can work against you. So I didn't want to call it that because you know what I mean. It like, it 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 takes away from the male viewers. But I'm touching up on that today because I feel like it. It's my show, and I want to talk about hormones. Do I want to talk about the 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 daily uh, or the the monthly thing that we get? Maybe if I feel compelled to, I will talk about it, but not at the moment because I'm enjoying my coffee and I don't want to think of that. So anyway, um. When um, all of this was happening, uh, and and uh, for uh, all the people that th- there's lots of people that that don't know. In fact, um, we did a broadcast not long ago last week, and we had a caller call in, and she congratulated me on the new pregnancy. Um, so I was like, "Okay, thanks, Clueless. Appreciate it." Um, is it the first time that somebody's congratulated me on the pregnancy? I wish I could say yes, but it's not. So people really don't know what's happened. Um, back in May, um, I had uh, our little baby boy, Rodney, went home to be with the Lord. And um, this is where it's all kind of stemming from, all of this. Like, like when, when uh, to, to suffer a setback of that caliber, you know, it's, it's, it's enough to, um, you know, call it quits but I'm no chump, okay? I don't, I don't like being bullied. I, I just, I, that's something that I have to keep telling uh, uh, y'all and a couple of other people. I don't like that. I don't like being bullied. I don't like, um, uh, you know, that was never meant to happen. And, and, and it, is, it is what it is. It's a loss. And, and we suffered a, a great loss with the absence of that little boy. But there were ways um, that I came out of it because I can tell you right now, I don't know where, where this, this took, this took a left turn, a left hand uh, turn. Uh, 
when when all of this had transpired, it was enough to say like I'm I'm pretty done with this whole scene. Like I'm done, I'm good. And uh, you know, most of it was hormonal, man. Like you, your hormones. That's a serious thing uh, when they're imbalanced like that because it's just like a whoo. You feel like this wave of of emotions come in, and uh, you don't really know how to handle it. You're already you know suffering such a great loss. Then uh, on top of that, you know, you're you're going through like, you know, body thing, a major surgery um, and then, uh, you know, the hormones. So it was like the trifecta thing. So I was like, what? Take me home, Jesus. Really? I was like, Lord. And he's like, no, I'm not done with you. So I was like, okay. So we got to persevere. We got to push through. That's what I talked about this morning on the broadcast is victory through challenge. At least I started to. Um, and, and uh, you know, I don't know where I was going with that, but that, that, was, that was that. So anyway, the, the hormonal thing, it's real. But I, I, I was reading the word. I was reading the word. And in Romans, and I like this version. I, I looked it up on the NLT and it's like... It's not that great. Uh, Romans 13, 14. It says, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. So I'm talking to you, you hormonally imbalanced ladies out there. Maybe you just had a baby. And and this is something that it's like the post um, postpartum depression that they've just you're you're now at this point you're almost guaranteed to just because everybody knows about it I've never heard of anything like that before I started um you know I had a child uh children um never heard of it but all of a sudden this is a thing like postpartum depression postpartum and so um it was till after you know having children that you realize oh that's like that's a real thing that's real that's real yeah, that's a real thing. Um, but the, the, the key is the scripture in Romans 13, uh, verse 14. Put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provisions for the flesh. That, that's something that is going to take effort and that you have to really be intentional about um, is putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, just like you would put on a garment, just like you would put on um, that that you know uh, the to or take off the 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 heaviness and put on the garment of praise. Like that's something that you have to do. It's not a literal thing. I wish it was. I wish that I could just be like, Lord, just I want you to come on me right now. I'm gonna put you, strap you on my back, and then we're good. That's that that doesn't happen just like uh, the the garment of praise you got to put that on you got to be in that it, what is it it's a state of mind and so you got to be in a healthy state of mind and the only way to do that is to know that i can't make provisions for the flesh and and some of us we've already like allotted okay I'm talking to you ladies i'm still talking I'm, st- I'm going hard after you today um we still make provision for you know it's that time of the month so don't get in my way because I will rip your eyes out. You know, we, we, we don't care. I'm, oh, is it? I think it's that time of the month. Everybody be whispering at the house. It's mom, mom, it's mom just got her period. Don't talk 
Don't even look in her eyes. Just keep walking. Don't look at her. She's on the rag. See? I know that's some of y'all out there listening. Mm -hmm. I know that's you. I know that's you. And you know what the Bible says is, ah, and not allowed. You don't make provisions over, uh, 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 for the flesh. You don't. Why? Because it wants to gratify its desires. Its desire is to control you. I'm not saying, I'm not going to be in fear because my body tells me to be in fear. You can go kiss off. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to feel anxious because my body's telling me to feel anxious. You can shut up. You can actually walk in that kind of dominion. I know that that's something that maybe like most people will tell you that is not, um, you know, it's not real that you can't really do that but you can really do that you can shut that train of thought down by a simple uh no we're not we're not visiting that okay see you later we're thinking about something else we're gonna keep busy with something else but you stop that mental train tyra you stop it you say no i'm not making provisions for this flesh i'm not making provision for what this body wants to tell me to do because in itself it just wants to the 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 flesh wants to gratify itself the flesh wants to just do what it wants to do it has we all have animalistic uh you know behaviors it it wants to poo it wants to pee which you know, allot yourself that that's okay um it 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 wants to eat it wants to have sex uh, all of these things, these are like animalistic things and you are not an animal. You are created in the image of God, which means you have dominion over those things. Animals, they don't. They don't carry that kind of dominion. They're not created in the image of God, but we are. So we take dominion over those things because it doesn't dictate to us what, how, how to feel. Mira, we're supposed to be anxious. About what? That my, that my garage is, is, isn't clean? Why am, I, why am I stressing out about this, Sarah? About, about my car not being vacuumed. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like this. I've got like a tension headache for days because what? Be, shut up. That's what you say. That's what you say. You say, no, we ain't about that life. You're going to shut up. I'm not going to provision, make provisions for the flesh. No, you down. You down. Bye, see you later. We cut that out. Mm-mm. I'm going to renew my mind with the word of God. I'm going to uh, take, make this uh, the, 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 the primary thought of what I believe in, of, of how I think even. I got my dog's hair on my purse. Look at that. Do you see that? Look at that. My Chrissy boy. Anyway. Also, since I, since I stopped this broadcast, we got a dog. Pastor Joey and my sister surprised us with a dog. It's a golden doodle, and its name is Christopher. Listen, I didn't come up with a name. I don't even like the name, and it's embarrassing to have to call for a human name for a dog. Christopher, where are you? People are looking around like, did you lose your boy? Oh, my God. And it's like, no, it's my dog. Thanks, Camila. Thank you. Do you know the original name for that dog was Brady? Yeah. G-O-A-T. I won't talk about that for all you Steeler fans and all the other teams that stink. I won't talk about that. I know it's a sensitive subject. 
But we <laughs> we going for the seventh. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, that's fine. We'll move on. But I'm saying, uh, you know, you have control. You have dominion over those thoughts. Uh, anybody who, who says, oh, you, I can't control them. You don't know the word. You don't know what's here. What, what here? It says, it says, make no provision for the flesh. So when, when the flesh wants to tell you to sleep and it's church time, you aren't going to like succumb to that, right? I hope not. I hope you're going to say, no, you're going to get your behind up off this bed. You're going to brush your teeth and slap some makeup on and you're going to walk into to that church building today on a Sunday morning, even though you didn't, haven't had a day off all week, even though you have not been able to sleep in all week. No, you going to get up. You going to get up. I'm not making provisions for the flesh. You going to shut up. I don't want to hear it. I don't care. That is not going to happen. And you, you, you ought to say something out of your mouth. That, that'll shut those thoughts up real good. You know, I was talking about it earlier that the number one tactic that the enemy will use is fear for a person. Why? Because it's right here. It's in your head. It's, 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 he's, he's, he's used it from the beginning of time trying to make somebody doubt the word of God. And if you think he's not going to make you doubt the word of God because of something that you feel, oh my God, that, he's trying to make you doubt. He's trying to sense something to make you, your eyes, you know, come off the prize. And all of a sudden you're just like anxious because of what's happening around you. What's happening in my body? What is this? What is this? And he's got you exactly where he wants you to be. Focusing in on your daggone self instead of what's lying ahead of you. Hmm? It is. It's totally a mindset. And you got to do your part to work at it. It's a daily thing. It's a daily thing. And you know what? The more you make provision for the fear to come in, just little bits, like, oh, mm, you know, mm, that's okay. You know what? I can, I can, I can kind of like, you know, feel this way because I'm a mom. Yeah. The mommy fear. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna like just put this in here because it's, it's mom. I'm gonna compartmentalize these things, and this is okay to fear about, but this isn't. This is my spiritual walk with the Lord. But this, uh, when, in regards to my kids, I can be scared to death about these things. That's fine. That's normal. But everything else, no hands off, devil. But if you've given him a little open door for this, he'll take as much room as possible. See that? So we just got to shut the door to fear once and for all. And I'm telling you, I keep talking about this fear and I feel like it's still something that people struggle with. It's not something that, you know, it, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's one of those tactics that the devil will continue to use. And if you don't put it out, I'll tell you what, it is going to destroy your life. So how can you combat those things? How, how is there a remedy for fear? For how is, what is the remedy for feeling stressed out? You know, like there's some of you right now and I feel it in my spirit that you've been having like back pain. You've been having, and I'm not saying like, I, I feel it. Like I, I, I know that people who are listening, you've been undergoing some major back strain and uh, up here by your neck and in your head, migraines, my horrible migraines. And it's because of tension. It's because of stress. What you ought to do is shut the door to that stress. You know, it's so in interesting. I was talking to somebody about this earlier. How when, when there's, um, you know, somebody goes in for a procedure, 
and they're like, you know what, your heartbeat is kind of off and we're just going to do some study. It, it just might be stress related and da da ba da ba. And you know what, this is happening, but you know what, that's probably stress related. Or do you have high stress in your life? Everything is stress related. Can you make the, the, the connection there? Can you please like bridge the gap for me for a minute that when it comes to stress, when it comes to anxiety and stress is just a fancy word for anxiety and fear that you just, uh, I'm just uh, so overwhelmed. I can't do it. I'm so afraid. You might as well just say that. So bridge the gap. If, if these things are correlated to your physical ailments, come on now, somebody, that's the bridge stress related, uh, Stress-related heart disease, stress-related symptoms, all of these things, that's the bridge. You ought to, you ought to burn that bridge right now. I'll put some, we, we're, that's what we're doing right now. We're, we got some gasoline going on that bridge right now because we will not give any kind of, of, of footing to the devil. No way, no how. Not today, not ever, you, you fool. And I have some strong words, and I could say them a lot stronger, but y'all would be really offended but I got some words in mind and I'm not afraid to use them. I'm just saying. So anyway, uh, you know, burn the bridge. That's what's causing the problem is your stress. It's your fear. It's your anxiety. It's the, uh, 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 I don't know what to do. Like I I just, just, just somebody, just please help me, help me. Somebody help me. You want this magic wand to be like, you know, as though I'm like a fairy godmother and it's like, you're free. And that's what people are waiting for, and it's not going to happen. And like I said before, the Bible tells us in, in the book of Joshua, verse 1, not verse 1, chapter 1, um, you know, how the Lord had everything ready for them to take the land. The promise is there. I've got everything you put your foot on. It belongs to you. I'm with you. Don't you forget it. I'm, you're never alone. I'm right there behind you. I'm your rear guard. I'm, I'm, I'm there to defend you. But what do you have to do? You got to start moving. You got to start walking in that direction because that's one thing that God cannot force you to do is to walk in the direction that you should go. Danny and Judy, Nick Glow. He can't force you to go in, in, in any kind of direction, that's something that you have to have the courage, the tenacity, the boldness, the strength to do all on your own. He cannot do that for you. And, and I'm glad he can't. I'm really glad he can't. He didn't make us robots and say, that, now go in this way. And we all just started walking in the same direction. No, he made you just like he is. In his image, he created you in his image. So, so there are things that you just have to do on your own. And that's one of them, being bold and being courageous. And I, I talked about it earlier today, what that means to be goal, uh, bold and courageous. Strong and courageous, not bold. So that's what you ought to do. You need to be strong and you need to be courageous. But your strength and your courage, they come from, from you know, Spending time with the Lord. That's, that's your ammo. And I've, I've talked a little bit about it in previous years about the, 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 
you know, the only way to combat fear is to have to be ready for the fight. You know, so, some of us like even put our guards down and think like, oh, we got this fear thing covered and we don't have to like read again. We don't have to pray about this anymore. No, be on guard. That's what the word of God says. And I've said it multiple times and I keep saying it and just to get it through your thick skulls. Some of y'all. Thick skulls. And it's to, um, you know, to help you along the way. You, you have to be in the, in the, in the, in the secret place and, and the devil doesn't take a, a day off. That's what I keep saying. So why should you? And, and we do, we take time off and, and, and we don't want to pray anymore and, and things are good. Things, when things get good, it's like, where's God? Well, I don't know. Things are really good. I'm just enjoying myself. But when things are bad, you're right back into it, praying, seeking God. Oh, help me, Lord. And, and then when things get good again, it's all of a sudden you, you quit doing what, what was necessary to get you that victory. And I'm telling you, you just got to continue. You got to never stop. And, and it, it's something that, that once you develop that, it's like you can't even go a day. Like you, you can't go a day without coffee. It just, you feel off. You're like, what, is, what happened? Oh yeah, I didn't pray. I didn't, I didn't get alone with the Lord. That's, that's, that's the problem. And so I want you to be there. And it starts today. And it starts even if you have, Christine, 10 minutes. That's it. I want you to do it every single day. Because as Gloria Copeland used to say, there is power in consistency. The power isn't like, wow, I was in the word seven hours today. Isn't that amazing? And then never pick up the Bible for the rest of the year. That's what some of y'all do. In the beginning of, 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 um, of the year, we're all praying and fasting, seeking the Lord, hallelujah. And then the moment January 23rd comes by, you're like, bye. You don't read. You don't pray. When was the last time you prayed? Here, there's a question. I want you to really think about it. When was the last time you prayed? When did you read the word? You know, and that's something that I even had, even me, hashtag real talk. I had to, um, first of all, I'm going to continue to do that like more often than not, because if my sister Tosh is listening to this, she hates the sound of spit and that, and I'm sure she's not the only one. So I'll continue to do that just to kind of like, you know, Take somebody off. Anyway, dang it. When I get it, I like, um, I, I forget what I was saying. Um, what was I saying? Hmm. I don't even remember. Okay, I'll, I'll stop like trying to mess with you guys and I'll just stick with it. But anywho, um, yeah, so you you have to be consistent. You have to be yep, consistency. There it was. Holy Ghost, thank you. Um, there's there's power in that in you being consistent. You quit praying. You quit reading the word. And and look, you got a lot to show for it. Okay, you got a lot to show for it. Um, but it doesn't have to be that way. And in fact, even, even if you've done those things and you still suffer defeat, you know, the devil goes overtime. He does things that are not authorized. Do you know that? That's why he's comes, he's a, he's a stealer. He's a thief. He did, he does things that he is not authorized to do. So we better be ready. 
We better be ready for the attack. We better be ready for the storms. We better be ready for the challenges. And the way to be ready is to be in the secret place. That's the only way. That is the only way to succeed in life's challenges. And I can tell you from personal experience because I could, I almost, I, I, I almost did tap out. Devil had me a little bit in a chokehold. A little bit. And just as I was about to do that, I, I flipped it on him and I had him in a chokehold. Idiot. Idiot devil. <sighs> Mess with me. So anyway, um, so I've, I've structured my life to, to be more committed to the secret place than ever before because that's how I got out of that funk. That's how I got out of the hormonal challenge because, man, it was crazy. It was like, you know, like I said, it was like for, first it was the pain, right? The pain was the overall thing. Um, having a major abdominal surgery, it was different than a C-section. They, uh, we won't get into it. It was a different, it was different this time. It was a lot worse. Um, and so it was undergoing that, not being able to move, being confined to a bed, um, to then, you know, grieving the loss of a child. And then there was the hormones. So it's like, you know, all, all of these things I'm telling you because I've been through them. You can, you can come out, you know, enjoy. You come, can come out of this victorious, but you need to implement these things or else you're going to stay in that place a long time. Because I remember even going through it thinking like, when is this going to be over? When can I get out of this mess? When can I get out of this funk? And, and it was almost, uh, it was almost the, the same voice. It was almost the same thing uttered every single time I would say, when can I get out of this funk? When can I get out of it? And it's like, whenever you want, whenever you're ready. And God is so faithful. It's like you, there is a season of mourning. There's a season of sorrow. Um, not a long season for the sorrow, but there is a, a, a season to mourn, a season to grieve. You're allotted those things. I'm not saying that you have to just come out like the next day and be like, I'm okay. No, people would be like, she needs psychiatric evaluation ASAP. Um, so, so, you know, the Bible says these things are okay to do. You mourn, you grieve, that's perfectly okay. But to stay in that place of sorrow, there's a difference between grieving and there's a difference between sorrow. And I know what that's like. In fact, I'll be hashtag real talk with you today. Um, like I always do. And I remember Jonathan went out. Um, it was the week after, two weeks after um, this had happened. And he was in Canada. I don't remember where he was. But um, he called me just to make sure I was okay. And he looked at me and he's like, what is wrong? And it was like, there was just nothing in my eyes. There was no joy. There was no, it, was, it freaked him out. Like he'd never seen me with such sorrow. You know, and, and I'm telling you this because I've lived this. I'm, I, this is fresh in my mind. It didn't happen long ago. And, and he looked at me and there was such sorrow 
in my eyes that he didn't let like he he didn't quit that phone call without reciting scripture and just speaking life into me where I finally it was like, all right, snap out of it, because it, it was it was as such a dark place that had I not had the word to sustain me, I would have never come out of it. I promise you. Like with, with, with as much knowledge as I have of the word of God and everything else and, 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 and as much as I know that I'm, I'm, I'm called to, to minister and, and be alongside with Jonathan Shuttlesworth, I can tell you that I was at the place where it was like, there's no coming back from this. But God, and I know that's kind of corny, the but God thing, but but God. I don't hear nobody. Um, it was the Lord that pulled me out. It was his word. And, and there, there's that scripture that says in Psalms, when anxiety was great within me, your comfort brought me joy. It was his comfort, the comfort of his word that I turned to, that even in the middle of, of what seemed to be like a hormonal, crazy uh, tsunami, along with the loss of a child, along with, with uh, you know, major, major structural damage. Um, I pulled through because, and it, I promise you, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be like spiritual I, that, you know, like I'm not in it for that. You know, honestly, I'm not like if this thing didn't work, I'd be out. Like you would not see me behind this thing. You wouldn't. I'd be like, this don't work. I'm out. See ya. And, and there was a couple of days uh, in there that I was like, I don't know if this even works. I don't know if I, I can come through. I, if I can ever, I actually was thinking, I don't know if I'll ever be able to smile and, and have it not be some cold, like, you know, heartless thing. I don't know how I can look at another, you know, season and be happy. I don't know how I can do that. I don't know how I can go through Christmas and, and have the smile or have the start of the year and just be like really happy. Uh, but, but the Lord, but the Lord, he brought me out of that place and it was a, a place of sorrow. And I'm telling you, if you find yourself in that place where you are just succumbed, just overwhelmed with, with sorrow, you have to get out of it. No one else can get you out of it. And that's why I'm telling you this because it's in that secret place. It's when you hide yourself with the Lord that God can begin to really mend that broken heart. He can't do it in the chaos. He can't do it when you're trying to do it yourself. You're trying to alleviate the pain by doing something else. It ain't gonna work that way. It's just not. You know, I was telling the girls from... Um, uh, from... Uh, the Chick Church at Champion Christian Center. Uh, my pastor graciously invited me to preach. And um, I, I, I was telling them, I had never, I, I've never wanted to pick up alcohol more than I did these last few months when, when this happened. I've never, if I, I'm telling you, the desire was like as much as I want like chocolate. It's like, I want, I want chocolate. Like, you know, as much as when you're like really hungry and you want food, it's like when it came to this like area in my life, the resolve was to like go after something that could pacify what I'm feeling. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, um, how can I do something? What can I do to not think right now? Help me. Tequila. Somebody give me... Somebody give me some tequila. 
I want some tequila uh, and I want a lime. I want a Corona with a wedge of, of lime. Somebody, something to get out of this mess. Something to get my, my funk, this, this head funk out. I need an out. And, and for the first time in my life, I thought to myself, and that's why the world turns to these things. Because they don't have what I have. And so my initial reaction, the lazy part of me, said, go, get yourself, you know, something, something to get out of that train, uh, that, that train wreck in your head. But I never allowed it. Why? Because I have self-control. I'm filled with the spirit and I'm a believer. I'm a Christian. And so uh, uh, that's what happened. You know, the, the desire for, for just wanting to an escape was so unbelievable. And, and now I, I can sympathize with the people that turn to it, the people that, that are in the world. And, and you think like, how did you even try that? Why would you try heroin? Why would you go in and, 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 and you know, drink past the, 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 the point of intoxication and then get behind a wheel? What the heck were you thinking? And now I'm like, mm, you're hurting. You're a hurting unit. And I can tell you the only way to come out of something as devastating as a loss of a child or whatever it is, it's not turning to those things. It's turning to the new wine. It's, it's coming to the, the wine of the word of God and getting drunk in his word. That's the only thing because really, I'm sure it works. I'm sure you taking a swig of whatever it is is gonna pacify your thought process for just a little bit. But then guess what? It's a compound effect. Not only do you have this problem, now you've got an alcohol problem because the only way to pacify it is if you go in and, and you do this. If you, you take that hit, if you go in and, and smoke that cigarette, if you go in and drink that Bacardi, Parabé, whatever you're into. I don't know. I don't know, but don't do it. It's just going to compound the problem. And so what started off as something that was just supposed to be a little challenge, okay, all of a sudden is going to be a huge detriment and something that most people can't even climb up out of without a miracle of the Lord. Don't let that be you, is what I'm saying. Don't let that be you. Don't allow yourself to even go that route. Don't allow yourself to call that person. You know, for some of us, the, the drug is a person, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't call somebody out. You have him as boo-boo. And what you ought to do is block his behind or her. But no, you just, this is just something like it's an escape, you know? Like, I just want to like not, just want to feel something different. And he just like makes me feel different. Yeah, because he just wants to have sex with you. Hashtag real talk. Idiot. I'm talking to him. Not you. Because you're not an idiot. You know the difference now, hopefully. So don't run. The only person that you run to when times get really tough is the Lord. That's it. Like, I promise you, there was nobody else, nobody else that could. And in fact, not even Jonathan, even though he helped me along the way. But Jonathan wasn't saying things that like he knew, like, you're such a great person. You're so pretty. You're, you've got, no, he was reciting scripture. He was reciting the word of God. So the Lord used them. Thank God for that. But what, what was he giving me? He was giving me a dose of the medicine that God has provided for everybody whose heart is broken. And that's the word of God. And that's why the secret place is integral for you to grow. It's integral for you to heal. It's integral for you to be sustained in this life that we live. 
you know, for, for a while I was thinking like, what is life? What's the value of life? It's just life is just a series of events that happen and how you deal with it. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty accurate, actually. Life is a series of events that happen to you. And what you do with those events is what your life is going to turn out to be. So how are you going to, how are you going to make this? Thank you. Real talk. Hashtag real talk. How are you going to make this work for you? Because if you're like me and you don't like to be bullied, I'm going to turn this thing and be, make it into something good with the help of the Lord, because that's his promise to me. He says, whatever negative thing happens, whatever the devil meant for destruction and harm, I'll turn that around and smack him upside the head. He won't even know what day it is. He'll wake up with a catheter as a charm bracelet, as my husband would say. So what are you going to do? How are you going to respond to these things? Because if it's the, the first response that you, you take is to hit, take a hit, is it drinking? What is it? Or are you going to go to the secret place? Because I can tell you right now, if you want speedy delivery, that's the secret place. If you wanted a compound effect where people can't even know, they don't even know who you are, you look so terrible. Three years from now, I'm going to tell you what, you need to get in the, 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 the secret place. So don't make provisions for the flesh. I don't care what, you know, what day it is of the month. I don't care if you did have, have a child. I was listening to um, an awesome podcast and um, one of the stories that he had um, made mention, it's Pastor Luke Center Ranch Church, which I recommend all of you guys to listen to. Um, and also, if you guys want to send him a message, his name, give me one second. I'm serious about this. You should be listening to all kinds of people, faithful people, people of the same well, you know what I mean? But different people. And I recommend um, Luke Bruger, Center Branch. His name is Luke Bruger. No spaces between L-U-K-E-B-R-U-G-G-E-R. Um, and I think that he should have a daily podcast. So if there's any fans out there, go ahead and message him and tell him the same thing. Thank you. Um, anywho, he was saying that his wife had major postpartum depression after each child. And I think they have four kids, four, four beautiful girls, Autumn being one of them. Um, and... So after every, every child, she would suffer and it would be like debilitating depression, like back breaking, like I can't do anything. I don't know what to do. And it would strain, put a strain in the marriage, put a strain in the home. It would just be terrible. And uh, she, she had a, a child not long ago and she said, I, I, I was in a different place. I believed God because I know what the promises of God are and I refuse to be depressed. I was not going to have postpartum depression. And lo and behold, Hazel comes along. She has that, um, the, the last baby that they just had, I think it's for. Um, and uh, she didn't suffer from any kind of depression because she stood firm on the word of God. And she said, I refuse to be sad. I refuse. The, the Bible says I've, he hasn't given me a spirit of fear. I don't know if this is what she said, but I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm placing myself in our steps. And I just go with me. Uh, I, you know, I, I refuse to fear. Uh, the, the Lord hasn't given me a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love and soundness of mind. Today, I walk in that power in Jesus name. 
And then she just pacified the flesh. She said, shut up. I know we're in body, but you don't got to tell me what I'm supposed to think. You're not going to tell me where I'm supposed to go. You're not going to tell me what I'm supposed to do, flesh. So bye. See you later. And all of that stuff comes when, 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 when you're in that secret place. Luke 10, 38. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary sat at the Lord's feet, listened to what he taught. But Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said, my dear Martha, you're so worried and upset over all these details. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Say that with me. There's only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. So what in the world are we to be concerned about? The Bible says, no, you got to be concerned about something. I know that my, you know, put a little something, something. I don't even know the saying. Okay. I should just give up with the sayings or whatever. You know, that might, might put a little, uh, wedge in your, uh, what? That might put, I'm going to continue until I get it. So y'all come out here and help. That might put a little tension in your, uh, that might put a wedge between your faith. That might put uh, a speed bump in your road. Something like that. English is my second language. And I'm not even good at Spanish, but the Lord uses me. Amen. Yes. He, it's a hurdle. It's, it, this might be a little bit of a hurdle. I'm actually going to look this up in um, the Amplified Version because I'd like to know how he expounds on this. It's going to be a little louder. Amplified. <laughs> it's a Pastor Rodney joke. Luke 10, 38. Let's see what it says in the Amplified. Now, while they were on their way, it occurred that Jesus entered a certain village and a woman named Martha received and welcomed him into her house. And she, she had a sister named Mary who seated her, herself at the Lord's feet and was listening to his teachings. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy... Did you hear that, Elliot? Now, Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with much serving. And she came up to him and said, Lord, is it nothing to you that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me, to lend a hand and do her part along with me. But the Lord replied to her by saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. That's the word to see. I'm just even, even now I'm being ministered to by the word of the Lord. I can tell you right now, there is medicinal quality to the word of God. It is a medicine. If y'all don't, if, you, if you've never known, 
you just have to, you just, you got to know. You got to know. You just have to know. Okay? If you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. When you read the word and all of a sudden it's just like, honey, it's, there's that medicinal quality. Y'all, if you know, you know. If you don't, yeah, I don't know. But the Lord replied to her saying, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things. There is need of only one or but a few things. Mary has chosen the good portion, that which is to her advantage. So what is it? Is this to your advantage? Absolutely. There is one thing that you are to be concerned about, the scriptures say. And Mary found out what that is. And it won't be taken away from her. So what, what can we take from that scripture? There is one thing to be concerned about. And it's to your advantage. And that one thing is to be at the feet of Jesus. Is to not allow distractions to come into that secret place. Because it's a deterrent. I was listening to Pastor Luke just this morning. And he was talking about, um, he has a secret place thing too. Worth a listen to. But uh, he said, even when you're driving, that doesn't even really count. And I was like, it doesn't, Pastor? <laughs> I thought it did. But it doesn't because you're distracted. You're trying not to like, you know, swerve into another lane. You're trying not to give that person the finger who just cut you off and gave you the finger. You're trying not to be murderously angry, in fact. Um, so all of that, that, that you can't be distracted. So what is that time that is being spent in the quiet place with the Lord, just sitting at his feet and not allowing any distractions to take place? Are you there yet? Cause you ought to be. That's where this is all. I'm telling you, is it that simple? Hundo, hundo, hundo percento. And so we see that her distraction, her anxiety, right? That's what the word of God says. He, she, he, uh, Jesus, she, Jesus done call her out. You're troubled about many things. He said, you're troubled. You are. Martha, you're anxious and you're troubled. That's not what you want Jesus to be telling you. You are anxious and you are troubled about many things. But this girl right here, she knows what's up. That's the hoodie Jesus. But I'm just saying, like, that, that's, that's, the, that's the point that I'm trying to drive into you today. Is, is, are you anxious? Are you troubled? Are you complaining? Are you uh, a constantly, look, what, you know, constantly comparing yourself to other people? You know, that's a quality of, that's a Martha quality. That's a Martha characteristic. And we don't want to be like the Martha. No offense, Martha, I know you're in heaven. But you're, you're a good object lesson, so thank you. Big ups to you. But we don't want to be like Martha. We want to be like Mary. We want to be at the feet of Jesus, and we want to have our priorities set the right way. First, keep first things first. He said this is to her advantage. This is what's going to bring her the advantage in life. And there's only one thing to be really concerned about. Here it says a few things, but I like the New Living Translation because it's one thing that you should concern yourself about that most people just take flippantly and they don't even schedule time with the Lord. 
Yeah, he's saying that is one thing you should be concerned about. That is one thing you should prioritize. And it's what she's doing right now. So you can go ahead and be, be uh, you know, frantic. Another characteristic of Martha. If you're frantic, if you're uh, 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 discouraged, if you're comparing yourself, if you're uh, full of anxiety and stress and turmoil and you're just troubled, these are all things that show that you have not taken the time in the, in the secret place. No way, no how. Because if you had time in the secret place, I was just there this morning, glory to God. And I'm not trying to boast. I'm trying to tell you that it really works. I came in one way and I left another. I came in with the weight of the world. And I, I, I uh, again, that word, me, desau- me, me, me desaugue. I can't even say it. I, I'm going to look it up. Desahogar. Des. Ah. Oh. God. Spelled it wrong too. Event. Event. Instead of calling my husband to vent about the things that are happening in my life, like most of y'all do, or to vent about it to uh, another person. Listen, that's all good. If, if you feel stuck, I want you to share one another's burdens. That's what the Bible says, is to share each other's uh, uh, burdens. It, actually, the Bible even talks about, um, um, you know, when you, when you sin, like, tell somebody about that. And it's not like, you know, I, I messed up. Maybe the Lord will, like, tell you to, to, to confide in somebody who's a believer in that area. But it's, it's to share, uh, to share in, like, a misstep. Man, I did this wrong. Like, what do you think that I should do? That's all godly things to do. You know that, right? But when it comes to like your day-to-day, which is something that we all have to face, it's a day-to-day, it's a constant thing every single day. Guess what? That's something that we take to the Lord in a secret place. Most of the time, it's like pretty much the same thing anyway. So you're like, why am I even thinking about that again? Like, am I going to talk to Jonathan about it again? No, I'm going to take it to the secret place. I'm going to take it to the Lord and I'm going to vent That's the word that I want to, I'm going to vent. I'm letting it all out. And guess what? When I let it all out, all of a sudden, I I find myself just declaring the scriptures over family members, declaring scriptures over uh, different things in my life. And all of a sudden I leave there and it's like a, a huge weight has fallen off of my back. And I'm like as relaxed as can be. And that's what takes, that's what has to take precedence in your life. If you want to see a life without stress, anxiety, uh, chaos, troubles, you need to get alone in your secret place. I'm telling you what, and just you and the Lord, not, you know, Martha, uh, uh, Judge Judy, I was going to say Martha, Judge Martha, not Judge Judy on the background, no music, no nothing. It's you alone with God, taking that time every morning and and make it a consistent thing. Like I was talking about earlier, there's power in consistency. And the more consistent you do it, even if it's just 10 minutes, the more you'll see its effect. And you know what? The more you'll need it. The more all these 10 minutes turns into 20, turns into 30, 40, 50, 60, an hour, two, three and you're like, I can't do it without. I can't even go. I haven't even had uh, my morning prayer. Can't do it. Mm-mm. Scheduling time to be alone with the Lord. That's what I want you to do today. That's your homework assignment for today as we close this thing out. I could talk about it a lot more, but I'm not going to. Um, but I do want to instruct you to get alone. Make that a priority. 
Make that a priority in your life. One worth, there's one thing worth being concerned about. You, in other words, jot that down on your planner, on your phone, put an alarm clock on it, whatever you got to do, be concerned about that. He said, don't be concerned about anything, but pray. So, so my number one concern is to get in that prayer room because I know that's where the power is. And I know that's where the, 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 you know, uh, uh, the answer is going to be. That's my remedy. That's my medicine. I don't need hot yoga therapy. I don't even know what that is. I made that up. I don't even think that's a thing. Um, I don't need medicine. I don't need a, a tequila on the rocks. If that's even a thing. I don't even know if people drink tequila with ice. I don't know. I don't know. But it's not me and it's not you. And make up your mind to do that now. Instead of taking the time to go out and, and, and get drunk, get drunk in the word of God. Take time every day. Say no to the things of the world and say yes to God and say, I will. I will come out of this. I will be successful. I will be made new. I will have a new lease on life. In fact, this, this challenge, this trouble that I have, this is only setting me up for something greater. And that's your portion. That's why you're here. We're called to be above only, as Deuteronomy says, 28. Above only. There's no middle. There's no in between. I'm called to be above only, and that's exactly what I plan to do. So get alone. I'm telling you, this is the, this is the, 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 the secret. This is the key that unlocks everything that you want is to be alone. And I'm telling you, if you do this, please, I want to hear from you. My, my um, Instagram is Adalis Shuttlesworth. Um, my email is Adalis at revivaltoday.com. And I want to hear from you. But take time. Don't come at me like tonight. I want some, some time to happen between uh, like a week or two. And, and I want you, uh, I want to, to learn, I want you to tell me about your experience in this avenue, in this new way of, of life, that you make first things first, that you actually concern yourself with the one thing that you should be concerned about, and it's taking, uh, you know, time in the Lord's presence. I'm telling you, he's going to talk to you, take out a notebook, get ready to listen to him, and uh, it will blow your mind how easy it is to get up out of that how easy it is to, to, to get out of the funk, um, uh, to, to receive the wisdom from the Lord as to what to do. If you don't know what to do, you're, you're at a loss, don't know where to go, who to turn to, get in the secret place and watch God direct you in the way you should go. It's a real thing. God actually speaks to you. I don't care who says that God doesn't speak and you're a weirdo for hearing God. They don't know God. That's why they saying those crazy things. But I'm telling you from personal experience, you can hear the voice of the Lord. And in fact, you have to hear the voice of the Lord in this day and age. Shoot. That's what you ought to do. So that's what you got to do. Get alone with the Lord. That is the, 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 the secret places where your strength is developed, where that stress is broken from your back. And you're like, oh, I just feel so good. Like I just, I, I just, I, I gave everything, all everything that I was, you know, 
anxious about, everything I was sad about, I just gave it to the Lord. I threw it at his feet. He knows. He knows what's up. And, and he just, you know, has set me free. Just his presence. In his presence, there's what? Fullness of joy. There's fullness of joy when you get alone with the Lord. And he tells you, he directs your steps. He tells you exactly where to go. You don't have to let a challenge in life be the be all end all. She had a good run, you know, just this happened and she was never the same. That does not have to be your portion. In fact, it's not going to be your portion. You're going to carry on believing what the Lord has promised you and it's time. Don't be slack about getting what belongs to you. Don't be slow. Just do it now. It's t today is the day of salvation. Not yesterday, not in the future, today. It starts today. So if you have the 20 minutes, if you have the hour, I suggest you do that. Okay? I love you. We will be back uh, tomorrow. Has it been an hour? It's been an hour. I'm stopping anyway. So uh, we'll be back tomorrow, same time at 2.30. I don't know what I'm talking about. Probably generally something along these lines. We are continuing in the morning um, talking about victory through challenge something like that victory with challenge victory through challenges something um maintaining your victory through challenge through the challenges in life so it's possible you could do it i believe in you i love you and i'm praying for you we love you here at revival today thank you for listening to the podcast we will see you tomorrow Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.